Si Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siyadvaita Gadada Shivasadi Gauravakta Vinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 in the uh, second chapter of the of the Bhagavad Gita, I wanted to read from uh, from a verse, uh, verse fifty six. Duke swanut big namanaha suke savigatas priha vita raga baya kruda. One, one who is not disturbed in mind, even amidst the threefold miseries, or elated when there's happiness, or who is free from attachment, fear, and anger, is called a stage, a sage of steady mind. Purport. The word muni means one who can agitate his mind in various ways for mental speculation without coming to a factual conclusion. It is said that every muni has a different angle of vision, and unless a muni differs from other munis, he cannot be called a muni in the strict sense of the term. Nasavari Sirias Yamatam Nabinam, Mahabharat Vana Parva, 313, 117. But a Muni, as mentioned herein by the Lord, is different from an ordinary muni. The sthita-dir muni is always fixed in Krishna consciousness, for he has exhausted all his business of creative speculation. He is called prasanta nishesa mano ratantara stotaratna 43, or one who has surpassed the stage of mental speculations and have come to the conclusion that Lord Sri Krishna or Vasudev is everything. Vasudeva Sarvamiti Samahatma Sudurava. The purport continues, and I will pick up the thread later, but I will just uh, start speaking now on what we've read so far. So, yes, we're speaking about. Uh, one whose mind um, is not disturbed. And even although the threefold miseries or, or, or even when there is some great material uh, benefit, no, uh, we're speaking now about one who is stittadi, huh? Stitta Muni is a, is a Muni who is fixed in, in his transcendental consciousness. And he is Prasantani Se Samana Ratantara. So this 
Prasanta Nishesha Manoratantara, these are words from Yamuna Acharya. And Srila Yamuna Acharya is addressing the Manurat, the chariot of the mind. Um, so uh, in English, there is the saying that we are being taken for a ride. Uh, taken, taken for a ride means that uh, it's no longer under our control. We are just being captured and taken away. And yes, this is the situation. Our mind takes us for a ride. Uh, but prasantini uh, sumanoratantra means one who is, is now prasanta, who is satisfied. Uh, due to the fact that we are not satisfied, we are always, our mind will again and again become uh, affected. Uh, but by the, by the circumstances of the three modes of material nature. But if we are uh, presenta, satisfied, uh, then we cannot be taken away by the chariot of the mind. Um, such satisfaction only comes on the transcendental platform. Brahma Buddha Prasanatmana Kangsatina Sosati Sama Service Buddhisu Mad Bhaktim Labate Param. It is said that, yes, the, uh, one must come to a point of realizing our transcendental nature, of understanding that we are not this material body and appreciating that we are the eternal spirit soul. And so much so that all the things that happen to the material body become very secondary and are not deeply affecting us. Yes, on the surface, of course, uh, these things affect, we have to deal with it. But on a deeper level, uh, whatever happens to the body doesn't change our eternal relationship with Krishna. And our eternal relationship with Krishna exists in devotional service. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, we read how the uh, associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are trying to use every moment in the service of the Lord. They are not wasting a moment. And it is said that even to the point where they are chanting the holy name, while they're eating in between bites. And I like this very much because it sort of indicates how serious they, they are about uh, not wasting a moment and just somehow or other get a little bit of devotional service in. That is really the idea. Let us take every opportunity to render some service. That is the transcendental position, uh, to somehow or other engage in the service of the Lord. Yes, this, this is our, uh, our objective. So such a devotee um, is Brahma Bhutta. Such a devotee is, is beyond identifying with the body, 
and such a devotee is always absorbed in devotional service. Such a devotee is prasantanise samanoratantara. And, or one who has surpassed the stage of mental speculation and has come to the conclusion that Lord Krishna or Vasudeva is everything. Vasudeva Savamiti, Samahatma Sadurlava. That Krishna is everything. So somehow or other, this is what is to be realized. And in order to realize this on a deeper level, we are hearing, we are chanting, we are uh, somehow or other trying to cult that faith, that consciousness. Vasudev Saramiti. Um, Krishna is everything and the purpose is simply Krishna. Uh, <clears throat> our only purpose is to satisfy Krishna. And our only purpose is to somehow or other um, reach out to, uh, you know, to, to another opportunity some service. And that's a very advanced. But, you know, one example that I sometimes like to mention is Srila Prabhupada was um, writing a letter in response to a previous letter written by Ekendra. Ekendra was a schoolboy. He was the son of Rupanuga. And uh, Ekendra, Ekendra had been writing that in school he was studying mathematics. So Prabhupada said, oh, this is very good, yes. Uh, he said, yes, Prabhupada wrote, mathematics. He said, five plus five is 10, two plus two is four, and he said, everything plus Krishna is Vrindavan. So this is Prabhupada's mathematics. And I really like Prabhupada's mathematics. Everything plus Krishna is Vrindavan. As simple as that. So as long as we can somehow or other add Krishna, right, then we'll transform the situation into Vrindavan. So this is our mission to add more Krishna. Uh, whatever the problem is, add more Krishna. Uh, Prabhupada gave another example and said there is a glass of water and there's a drop of ink in the water. How can we get the ink out of the water? Prabhupada said, just add water. Okay, just add water. Keep on adding water, and eventually it will become clear. Yeah. So just add Krishna. And, and all the obstacles, all the, uh, the difficulties will disappear. So this is a very uh, simple but sublime formula to just add Krishna. And that is how prasantanishesha manoratantara, how we can actually come to this point of being peaceful. The mind, uh, the mind is such a thing. Um, the mind is dwelling on, on sense enjoyment. And the, the mind 
is looking at the past and is thinking, oh, in the past, I had such wonderful experiences. Yes. Maybe they were not that wonderful, but the mind colors them and makes them more wonderful, idealizes them. And we're looking at the future and we're dreaming and oh, maybe all these things will happen. And we meet someone and we think, oh, this will be wonderful and we'll dream along the way. And then uh, reality is always a little different than that dream, right? That is the nature because of the situation because the mind tends to color, tends to color things. The mind is, is just trying to make the bleak picture of the material world a little more bright because our, our, how can we be satisfied with the material energy? We are looking for something better. We are looking for the spiritual uh, energy. We're looking for the perfect thing and it's never found in this world. So therefore, whatever we find in this world, we have to color it and make it a little better. So in this way, we try. But the truth is, is that actually uh, we'll come to the point where we'll get confronted with reality. Uh, then comes frustration. Uh, then we feel disappointed. Then we, we become defeated. It didn't work. Uh, in this way, we are facing the, uh, our life in the material world. Uh, a devotee is not going to take the material world so serious. A devotee knows that the material world is, 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 a, is not a place to, to stay. We are only in this material world um, to take advantage now of this golden opportunity of devotional service. And we do something on the way to share transcendental knowledge with others so that they can also take the golden opportunity of devotional service. We try to make people aware that there is devotional service. We try to uh, give people knowledge so that they'll desire to engage in devotional service. And in this way, gradually, uh, gradually, people will become attracted to devotional service. This is the, uh, our only real business in the material world. And as part of that, we take care of ourselves. And yes, this taking care of ourselves, uh, yes, that includes many things. Uh, that includes many things. That includes having uh, different facilities in the material uh, world. Um, uh, a few days ago, I was just looking at a uh, little documentary about uh, a group 
that of of uh, of Christians who are very living a very basic lifestyle in uh, in America, and there's a community of them. Uh, they're called the Mennonites, right? And they've been in the U.S. for about 200 years, and they are Protestant, and they their roots are in Germany. And it's like uh, they still speak some sort of German dialect and, uh, and they're very strict. They bring up their children and they educate them in schools from age six to 13. And that's it. And after that, they learn a, a trait in the family. They learn from their fathers. They learn from their mothers, right? Uh, and... Uh, very simple. They have horse carts. They have no uh, no phones or any machines. No electric light. Only oil oil lamps. They all have uh, many children. You know, one family had twenty children, and that's impressive. And another one had, and many families had seven. So it's all about. And the community, they have about 3,000 uh, 3, people in their community. And they're very strict. And if anybody doesn't follow, then they'll be, then they risk to be excommunicated. And, uh, and of course, they, some had their issues. There was one who had a, had a sneaky cell phone. And, uh, <laughs> and that was also shown. But they lived very basic and, and very simple. And yes, one might say, oh, this, what is this? Some sort of sect, some cult? Or, or do they have a better way of life than the world? Uh, uh, if we would have that courage uh, to just say, we pull the plug, right? we pull the plug, no more electricity, bang. No more cars, bang. And we just live whatever we can grow in our community and this and that. Yeah, we see such communities, uh, the Mennonites or the Amish. These are these type of Christian communities that live very basic. Uh, Prabhupada did have that in mind because Prabhupada told devotees who were living on farms that they should grow their own food and that they could uh, could could uh, could burn lamps on castor oil right and that they basically could could have oil lamps and live very simple like this so yes it, i found it interesting to have a look at, uh, at what these people were doing and i was thinking yes um, such communities um, based on spiritual culture uh, where there is only where krishna is so much in the center uh, um, could be very successful one great difference between them and us was is that uh, they were uh, yeah they didn't have such a strong musical culture as we have uh, 
the kirtan, the power of kirtan. Um, uh, although there were some psalms and things being sung, and that was there. But kirtan is obviously uh, something very, very nice because kirtan is, is a festival. Um, it is the festival of, of the holy name. Um, and, and so uh, the great difference between their process and ours was that uh, uh, theirs was very much centered about, around renunciation and our movement has plenty of renunciation also. Uh, we're renouncing many things, we're following four regulative principles, uh, but we are celebrating in two ways, uh, with kirtan and prasadam. There we are really celebrating, big time. And that's, uh, that keeps us uh, really, that keeps us from becoming dry. Uh, there, there is a lot of, of juice immediately available. Uh, whereas if a life of renunciation can be dry because it's like no entry signs in all directions. Uh, I mean, okay, no meat, fish or eggs. Of course, of course, of course, this is, uh, is not edible. Yes, yes, we agree. But that's not all. Uh, it also cuts us off of, of, uh, of a lot of social life. Okay? Practically speaking, you can't eat anywhere or you can't eat anything without reading the label. Right? You have to check this, you have to check that, this one, no, thank you. Uh, uh, can we offer you some? No, 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 that's fine. No, I'm, I'm not really taking. Would you like some coffee? No, 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 not really taking. Uh, a cookie then? No, no, thank you. No, 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 not really. Uh, anything you would like? Some water, please. All right, yes. Um, I've been in places, you know, where they go, would you like a little more water? <laughs> <laughs> you know, after the third class, right? It gets really... Uh, uh, so no meat, fish or eggs is, is not only about us not eating no meat, fish or eggs, but about us eating no meat, fish or eggs in a world where everyone eats meat, fish or eggs where it's all around us and where everything is contaminated with these things, right? From, you know, from the toothpaste to the soap, to the, to so many things, right? So in this way, um, it, it, we are doing our renunciation by following four regulated principles. Yes, we are following we are renounced. Vairagya is very much part of our movement. Vairagya, Vidya, Nitya, Bhakti, Yoga. Uh, so this Vairagya or renunciation is a fundamental element of, of Bhakti Yoga. So in other words, austerity. Austerity is a fundamental element in our movement and there's plenty of it. Uh, and it depends how much one can, uh, wants to embrace. Uh, Srila Prabhupada 
encouraged at least the brahmacharis to uh, take a cold bath in the morning. Um, once upon a time in the Hare Krishna movement, cold bath was about all that was there in the temple because at least in the temple where I was, they had even cut in, 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 in Europe, that was in Amsterdam. I was in Amsterdam for a while and they had cut the warm water tap off, right? They didn't just take it off, they cut it off. So you could not turn it on. There was no way it could be turned on. Right? So the water was cold. It was ice cold, right? And, uh, but that was the culture because yes, you're supposed to take a cold bath and so on. So austerity was, uh, was there rising early. Um, so, and in so many ways, not partaking in the world. Um, so the movement started out like that with, with quite a uh, uh, focus on, uh, on renunciation and austerity. Um, like my friend Toshan Krishna, who joined ISKCON in 1967, which is like quite early. He tells me that uh, he said in, uh, in uh, 1970, he was in New York and uh, every day all the devotees would go out on, on Sankirtan, but on one occasion, he, he caught a flu and he was really not well. So he, he, he just stayed home and in bed, right? He said, and then at one point, after having been in the bed for a long time, he did one thing that he had never done before. He went across the street and he went into a supermarket and he bought himself a one and a half liter or whatever that is in ounces, a carton of orange juice. And he took that with him to the temple. There was nobody else. Everyone was out on Sankirtan. Then he offered it to Krishna. And then he drank the whole thing. <laughs> that was interesting. It was just interesting to hear some of the history of, uh, of this movement and how in the earlier ISKCON there was a sample of, uh, of renunciation, austerity, and so on. Um, um, okay, whatever is there of that now, uh, I think orange juice has become a mainstream thing, and I think there are many other things that have become mainstream. Uh, it's like, at one point, Prabhupada drank 7-Up, and from that day on, everybody drank 7-Up. The whole Hare Krishna movement drank 7-Up. They were bringing it in with the crates. Right. So many things gradually 
changed, gradually relaxed, and gradually became more human. And humanness is also uh, important because where there is humanness and naturalness, uh, it becomes more easy to sustain. When we have a lifestyle which where a lot of the human uh, or a lot of aspects of human nature are governed by austerity and, uh, and renunciation, yeah, then how long are we going to last? Uh, that's not so easy. So, but that's not all. We've, we have a description of Krishna, wonderful Krishna, Krishna who looks wonderful, who's dealing in wonderful ways with his devotees, who is playing his flute in a wonderful way, who is, is having picnics with his friends on the banks of the Yamuna, uh, in places where the sand is very soft and beautiful and where there are no footsteps. So they know it's clean and then they are there and enjoying the, uh, yeah, enjoying the uh, sharing each other's uh, whatever, lunch packages and so on. So we hear about wonderful Krishna and his wonderful qualities. And so there is attraction. Lloyd is giving us a darshan. <laughs> and we're hearing, a, uh, we're hearing about the uh, attraction you know, that, uh, we, that, that there's there for Krishna. How nice Krishna is, how nice his pastimes are. And so that is the, the festival side of Krishna consciousness. Krishna's activities are like a festival. Um, they are so rich and full of wonderful descriptions and entertainment. Kirtan is part of the festival. Prasadam is part of the festival. The beautiful darshans of the deities are the beauty. It's all part of the festival. Right? So... Uh, the austerity is regulating the material world um, because the material world is such a place uh, that one can easily get entangled. One can easily get trapped in the material energy. Therefore, actions in the material world are governed by some austerity, some principles that limit us and limit our interaction with the material energy. But that's not Krishna consciousness. That is just the support for Krishna consciousness. Krishna consciousness is about the festival, the eternal festival of the holy name, especially, and of glorifying Krishna in his deity form, in his, uh, yeah, in his, uh, in the form of the scriptures, um, it is said that Bhagavatam is the literary incarnation of Krishna. So in this way, it is Bhagavatam. Um, 
Bhagavatam that is part of that festival. And yes, let us be part of that. Mm. It is Bhagavatam that is, uh, is describing transcendental, uh, people who are transcendental, right? who, put the, who put Krishna before the, the material physical relationship. Uh, that is very nice. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we read all these different books. Uh, I was reading in the Ramayan, and in the Ramayan, at one point, the, the sage Vishwamrita comes before Dasarat. And as the sage comes before Dasarat, um, then uh, Dasarat is asking him, how are you progressing in your spiritual pursuits? So I say, okay, okay that's nice. That's, that's a lot nicer than just saying, hey, how are you? Um, really seeing like what it's about, uh, spiritual pursuits. That's, that's very, very uh, enlivening, I would say. So we appreciate that uh, there is a very rich spiritual culture and then combined with certain restrictions in the material world. Some people, they come to Krishna consciousness and they encounter the principles, they encounter uh, the restrictions, they encounter a lifestyle, but they don't fill it in enough. They don't fill it in enough with the, with the nectar. They are not really jumping into the, the festival aspect of bhakti, which is what it's all about. After all, it is said that life in the spiritual world is an eternal festival. Um, every, every step a dance, every word a song, uh, it, is a, it is a great, great celebration. A great celebration of the glories of Krishna. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is, is what we are now uh, thinking about. So Krishna consciousness is, is not about all these, about the, all the austerities. It is not um, about all those things, uh, rising very early, uh, taking a cold bath or at least a bath, early in the morning and putting tilak and uh, and then chanting and uh, wearing certain clothes and doing so many things that is all the support that helps us to regulate material life and to bring in blessings into our material life course some of these but we are meant to take part in the eternal festival uh, when we say no meat fish or eggs uh, that's not a question in the spiritual world uh, are you agreeing to follow the four regulated principles 
And, um, and what are they? Uh, well, no meat, fish, or eggs. Uh, and so no gambling, no intoxication, no illicit sex. No, these things are not part of life because life is about glorifying Krishna. And it is there where we become delivered from the mind. As long as we are not absorbed in glorifying Krishna and in, in relishing that transcendental festival uh, of making offerings for Krishna, cooking for Krishna, decorating Krishna, um, making very uh, nice arrangements for Krishna. Um, in South India, for example, uh, they are carrying different palanquins and they have many different palanquins for the deity and they carry the deity on palanquins and it's a big thing and uh, they also have uh, then they have costumes and in these costumes uh, people they uh, they dress up uh, like in, in, in certain Vishnu, like Vishnu deities and, and they make a whole parade. And then the people that carry the palanquin, they do certain steps. And sometimes they walk like elephants. I don't know if you ever sit on an elephant, but when you sit on an elephant, uh, it's moving from the left to the ride. That is what it's like to ride on an elephant. Right? So they do the elephant step with the deities, then they do horses. Horse step and you know, and the palanquin is going along on the horse step. And so in this way, are all different arrangements for the pleasure of the deities. Um, so it is that festival, um, that festival that is, is our juice. And it doesn't matter where we are, we can create this festival. So this is the one thing that we have, and that is the very core of, of, our, exist of our spiritual practices, is a big festival. Um, and to increase the festival, to increase the chanting. Um, just like in Jagannath Puri, they have uh, 60 festivals that they celebrate for the deities. That's more than once a week. That's quite good. Uh, we should also, we can have festivals. Um, I mean, why not? Or, you know, there's, there's no limit to these things, to the celebration. Uh, uh, 55 offerings a day to the Lord. 55 offerings a day. Uh, uh, so many arrangements are being made to celebrate the glory of Krishna. Uh, and this is... Uh, this is where the satisfaction comes. Oh. Uh, of course, sometimes Krishna and his reality 
when we hear about Krishna and the cowherd boys taking their lunches on the banks of the Yamuna, they say, yeah, this is very nice. I, I, I do like such stories, but it's a little far from my life, you know? I mean, my life, it's nice, this whole Vrindavan reality, but my life is, is on the ground and the here and now. Okay, we can do things on the ground, here and now, and connect them with Krishna. So, because we're able to all the time become absorbed in this transcendental reality of Krishna, therefore we can serve Krishna here in the temporary material domain and, do and use the material energy for the service of Krishna. Uh, and we can cut trees and we can build things and we can, uh, we can manage things and we can uh, make plans and we can have meetings and we can use computers and we can, can drive around in cars all in the service of the Lord and we feel, ha ha, yes, this I can do. This is, I can't chant, I can't hear all day, but something practical. Yes. All right. That is okay. That can be done. And extend the festival into the material world. Uh, so that is our business. Yes. Not only to sit in our temples, but to go out from our temples. Um, so I think that once this whole world situation goes back to normal, the first thing we're going to do is have many huge festivals. Huge. Right? I mean, this morning, I jumped around my room, right? I woke up and I just got this inspiration, you know, Jai Jagannath, Jai Jagannath, Nila Chala Chandra Prabhu Jaya Jagannath. Oh my God, I want Ratiatra. <laughs> I was just thinking, I need a Ratiatra. Oh, I'm dying for a Ratiatra. When are we going to have a Ratiatra? How long before we have a Ratiatra? Are you also having these moments? So, yes, we need, um, and we will have. And I'm looking forward to all such opportunities to celebrate, because this is our diff this is our business to 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 celebrate the glories of Krishna. Then. Then we do something with the material energy and try to connect it with Krishna. But it's not easy because the material energy is, Prabhupada said, it, it is always perplexing. It is always perplexing. Whatever we do with the material energy, there will always be some, uh, some sort of complication arising right? that comes just suddenly out of nowhere and then what to do, and one thing leads to another, and before we know it, it's like, whew, stress. So that is the material energy. 
The, the spiritual world is only bliss. Uh, instead of stress, there is bliss. Uh, that's it. Material world is stress. And, and if the stress is nicely connected with Krishna, then it leads to bliss. But the spiritual world, only bliss. Everything is blissful. It's quite something we think about it. Anyhow, so I'm depicting a spiritual life where the core is about this blissful experience of glorifying Krishna, exploring the wonderful nature of Krishna and his associates, uh, becoming his instrument and expanding his mercy. All those things will bring us the greatest happiness. And then I'm looking at the, uh, the next thing. Then I'm looking at the support structure. All right, regulative principles. All right, there's a designated time to rise. All right, there's a quota. Huh? We're gonna chant a minimum quota of so many rounds. That is necessary in the material world. In the spiritual world, it's not necessary to fix a quota because in the spiritual world, it is always chanting. So currently, we are living a spiritual life based on all kinds of regulation, things we do, things we don't do, and that are supportive and that are helping us to develop this uh, uh, a favorable atmosphere for glorifying Krishna. So let us not forget to uh, glorify Krishna. And uh, so let there be kirtan. And if it is not uh, life, then at least online, somehow or other, or at home, uh, uh, Let there be prasadam. Um, I was reading about uh, people in, in the business world who have, uh, who have lunches online and who share their online lunches together uh, just to create that lunchtime atmosphere, you know, of, ex of having some personal exchange over lunch, because with all the online working, people are missing these like uh, informal exchanges over lunch. So now they have Zoom lunches and everyone is together Zooming and sitting there and having lunch and talking and joking. Uh, yeah, whatever it takes, uh, but it is a fact that taking prasadam together is, is another uh, big thing in the Vaishnav community. Uh, to honor prasadam together with Vaishnavas is very much part of our spiritual life and to relish it and appreciate it um, for its spiritual uh, potency. Mahaprasada Govinde Brahmanavan Brahman. Namo Brahmani Vaishnave Svalpa Punyavadan Rajan Viswasunai Vajayate. So 
there are those who have great faith in prasadam. Uh, once I saw in, in Brazil, I saw we had a Harinam and there was a coconut and uh, this had been offered. And uh, one devotee, he gave something to a dog and the dog didn't like it and dropped it. And the devotee picked it up and put it in his mouth. Hare Krishna, pranams, <laughs> obeisances to such a devotee. What a faith in prasadam. Uh, if you would have told me you have to eat this, I would have really washed it well. <laughs> I would have washed it and washed it. Maybe then I would have eaten it, but definitely not with that faith that he had, you know, Mahaprasada, Golden Day, it's Prasadam. Right? Yes. So, um, to put our faith in Krishna. Some five years ago, I, uh, I was very ill and, uh, and then people uh, sent me messages about medicines and everybody had a cure that I, I, I was supposed to try. And I got thousands of them and amongst these thousands of messages that I got about the cure, um, cannabis oil was uh, about 50%. So 50% of the people told me to take cannabis oil. This was definitely going to cure me. And I was just thinking about it. And I said, yeah, this will be really good. Uh, the guru from Amsterdam is taking cannabis oil <laughs> I think that will be that looks really good right very I'll go and tell uh, I'll go before Srila Bhakti Siddhanta and uh, you know I said like yeah yeah I'm, I'm not well he said oh what are you taking it's like well you know I mean he says are you taking some Ganga Jal and some tooth I said, no, and some other leaves, you know, <laughs> cannabis. Uh, I thought that, and uh, so I decided not to go for the cannabis oil, and actually I had them bring Ganga Jal and, uh, and Tulsi leaves from the, gar the garlands, from the deities, and uh, I was eating huge amounts of Tulsi every day and drinking Gangajal, actually. Yeah, what to do? I think that's our tradition. Uh, so it's about where do we put our trust? Where do we put our trust? Uh, so we do take material precaution. Um, we look, we don't just chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Krishna Hare Hare, with our eyes closed and cross the street, right? We do chant Hare Krishna, but we look left and right also as we cross the street. So in this way, we still are making, if, if we look left and right, then there's a lot more things to, to, to mind, a lot more things to, uh, we make arrangements for our protection. We make arrangements for our maintenance. But then, 
when it goes beyond our power, then we turn to Krishna. We leave it up to Krishna. That is the nature of Krishna consciousness. So Krishna consciousness begins with regulations on the material platform and in beginning to connect material things to Krishna and then goes deeper into exploring the world, the activities, the nature of Krishna and and becoming more and more part of that transcendental festival of glorifying Krishna. And the more busy we become in that, uh, the more we become prasanta, more we become fulfilled and satisfied. Then, uh, then we are no longer affected by the three modes of material nature. Then we will not be disturbed in mind even amidst the threefold miseries or related when there's this happiness and one and who is free from attachment, fear and anger, then we will be a sage of steady mind. Or as it is said, prasanta, satisfied, satisfied. That is, uh, yeah, that is very nice, I think. I, uh, um, hmm. so are there any uh, questions? I think it's time to ask some for some questions and I'll look on your list if there are already some. Hmm. They also raise your hand if you want to ask it. Okay. Yes. So as far as the questions, um, anyone can either type it in the chat box or you can also ask live questions and raise your hand. And uh, there's even a way to raise your hand electronically on reactions. Bottom at the bottom of your screen on the right side. And there you can put up a hand. We have one question from um, Parsaran, Devidasan, and it's in the chat. Yeah, I was just on the chat and I was just gonna, gonna, gonna do that. Um, there's a question here. It is said that, that Lord Chaitanya and Radharani are very merciful. So why is it? So why is it that Lord Krishna is not so merciful? No, Lord Krishna is very merciful. He's very merciful. Lord Krishna is an ocean of mercy. Uh, Lord Chaitanya is especially merciful. And so is Radharani is, is especially merciful. Um, Krishna and Radharani are both very merciful. Krishna is, is uh, a whole bakiyam. Uh, he gives uh, he gives Putana a position of his mother in the spiritual world. 
although she comes to kill him. I mean, that's quite merciful. So now, mercy is there huh, in Krishna. But Krishna has his nature, and so does Radharani. Radharani has a feminine nature. And, 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 and the feminine nature is, is very soft. Uh, so it has its good side and a bad side. Just like, you know, you bring up your children and they have a father and a mother. And, uh, you know, uh, it's, it, it needs someone who can say, and now listen. This is what you have to follow. This is the standard. This is proper. So Krishna goes through a whole explanation in the Bhagavad Gita. And Krishna says, this you must follow. And Srimad Radharani is like, anyway, even if you don't follow, still the soft-heartedness is there. Um, that compassionate nature um, is there. So it's not that Krishna is not merciful, both are merciful. And we need, we need both of that mercy. We need the instructions of Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita. And we also need the forgiving nature of, of Srimad Radharani and of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, for that matter, Krishna in the mood of Radharani. So now Krishna is very merciful, most merciful. Oh, merciful Krishna. Yes. Okay, let's see. Do we have some more on here? Uh, divided faith. Sometimes devotees need crutches in devotional service. Varnashram or psychology, etc. For devotees who may need that, how do we know when our faith becomes divided? Uh. Well, in the current condition, we are not free from, from attraction to the material energy or affliction by the, by the material energy. Therefore, in the current condition, we need a material, a favorable material support structure. And we are not able to fully turn to Krishna. That's okay. We just use that material structure. Uh, we take an ashram. We become grihastha or brahmachari or vanaprastha or sannyasi. And we follow the codes that go with this ashram. No. So in this way, uh, the codes are strict and they are helping us. They give us guidelines how to act. So there is support and that becomes part of our meditation. It takes away a certain, a certain amount of energy that we could directly dedicate to Krishna. But that's okay because it's, it's preliminary. We are in this way situating ourselves. In, uh, in the mode of goodness, in the mode of controlling our senses, and then we can focus on Krishna better. So in the beginning, we may have to divide a little bit, right? Our energy over following Varnashram principles and 
and, and worshiping Krishna directly. Um, when we are becoming liberated, then we can only focus on Krishna and then automatically will follow all the principles of purity and so on. So it's okay that we put direct some of our energy towards the, uh, towards the support structure because we need it at this stage. I saw Radhavalabha has a hand. Dear Radhavalabha, please speak, yes. Oh, you're very soft. Can you speak louder? Oh, Radhavalabha, your volume is down, maybe? Uh, hold a second, let me see here why. Uh, should be in the right place. Okay, then speak a little yeah. closer to the mic. Okay. Yeah, so please accept my obeisances, glory to profile. Uh, we thank you for doing the class today. We are really, really enthused by it. And I'm almost willing, I'm almost ready to say, Kirtan, Kirtan. <laughs> I'm going to hold on that. So sometimes my question is, sometimes we think that our engagement in devotional service is what makes for our transcendental advancement. Is it possible that with such an attitude, we can sometimes reduce our perception of Krishna? Now I told you to speak close to the mic, and then it started to uh, <laughs> to uh, to distort a little bit. So the last few words I missed it. Okay, so the last part of it is: it possible that with such an attitude, we can reduce our perception of Krishna? Uh huh. And um. It's like Krishna himself will um, take over. He will, uh, he will reveal himself. He will manifest himself. So it is Krishna who, uh, who will take care of our perception. We just focus on service. Huh? We can focus on service and then automatically... Uh, will will shift towards uh, thinking about Krishna directly. So our first focus is, is service, just to serve Krishna. And we're thinking about the service and are busy with the service, and that is fine. Then that service will gradually bring us to remembering Krishna directly, more and more and more. So... Krishna will reveal him, himself more and more to us automatically and will draw us towards his personality. But that takes some time. So first, we should get do something. Therefore, first we work with the material energy in service for Krishna. And then we'll come to the personal uh, nature and form of Krishna more and more. Just like, for example, now you can see Indra Jumna Maharaj. Indra Jumna Maharaj, he got uh, stuck in Vrindavan. Uh, he, he couldn't travel and he couldn't do all his normal things. So he stopped everything. And he just every day gives a lecture about Vrindavan. 
And these lectures are really something. I mean, they're really deep. He, he does a lot of research for them and then he gives them with so much taste, he's presenting these lectures and every day, another one and another one and another one. And it's impressive to see so much, uh, so much appearing there on the internet, uh, so many lectures about Vrindavan. And again, Maharaj is, is right now, he is, he is the preacher. He is, he is, uh, you know, he has been called Indiana Jones. He's the one who goes on expeditions, on adventures. Then you see him in Mongolia and wearing Mongolian dress, you know, then you see him somewhere in the Amazon on a boat. Then he is like writing his diaries and, you know, I mean, he's, 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 he says he's on a plane and, 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 and people are seeing him sitting there and then, and they're looking at his ropes and everything. And then one man, suddenly one man had a heart attack or something, is lying on the ground, gasping for air. And Maharaj immediately jumped up and his days in the Navy came out. And he just said, bring oxygen, quick, you know, and uh, he took command, you know, he's a commander. And they brought oxygen and put oxygen and phew, saved the man's life. So here's our Indra Swami, who is always busy preaching in Poland or somewhere here or there. And now he's just sitting there and deeply absorbed in his bhajan. And he's just, just hearing and remembering different pastimes of Krishna all day. It's amazing, amazing, amazing to see. But that is what is the result of all that service and all that preaching uh, and all this moving of the material energy for Krishna that one comes to that point where one can just sit there and be deeply absorbed. It comes automatically. So we don't have to worry. Hmm. Okay, any, any more? Let's have a look at the chat box again. Some people want me in Ratiachi in Australia, I see. Uh, okay, yes, there's many. Where was I? Here. Could you talk a little bit about Vaishnav Apparat? Is it an offense to be angry? But what is it? What about to make a devotee angry? Um, yeah, we should be careful about Vaishnav Aparat. It's not our business to be angry or make devotees angry. Anger is reserved for special occasions. Sometimes we can get angry if, if a devotee, due to some personal weakness, is engaging in some nonsense. Uh, recently, there was a devotee who... Uh, has been struggling with the principles for years, actually. 
and fell down many times to intoxication. And, uh, but this time he fell down to meat eating. Then I told him, I said, this, this is different. This is different. Previously with the intoxication, we could say it's due to weakness that you had to do so. Said, but this time you made a choice. You made a choice. Said, and this, I, I told him, I said, this is the limit. Now you've gone to the limit. Said, and if this ever happens again, then I will not deal with you anymore this lifetime. So, uh, Prabhupada also, uh, when one of his devotees, one of his disciples was falling down to intoxication and Prabhupada had his secretary get him on the line and they had him on the line and Prabhupada let the secretary speak. And Prabhupada would speak to the secretary. So, and Tamal Krishnamurti was the secretary. And Prabhupada said to Tamal Krishnamurti, he says, tell him that if he doesn't stop this nonsense, that I will reject him. And that was it. That was the end of the conversation. And Tamal Krishnamurti told the devotee and put down the phone. Then Tamal Krishnamurti turned around and said, Prabhupada, Prabhupada, would you really, really reject him? Prabhupada said, of course not. I just said that to scare him. <laughs> so that's Prabhupada, very merciful. But at the same time, uh, there is a time for anger. Uh, when there's nonsense, yes, there should be anger. Uh, Absolutely. I remember there was a new temple commander in Vindavan and he was, when we were at night, he was chasing out dogs out of the building. And he did that with a piece of wood. And I was up in my room and I heard him beating this dog and the dog was just screaming. And it was just too much. I'm not such a dog person, to tell you the truth. Uh, never, never had a dog, but never wanted one either. But when I heard this dog crying like this, I, it just pierced my heart. I ran down. I went up to this guy. I grabbed that piece of wood. And he was a Vaishnava with tilak. And I held that piece of wood in my hand and said, and if you ever do this again, I'm going to break every bone in your body. <laughs> and I still feel good about that. I was angry. Very angry. And uh, I still get in the spirit when I think about it. So there's a place for anger. But uncontrolled anger in dealing with devotees is very dangerous. Because then we can make offenses. I see a hand over there with Anand and Subha. 
हरे कृष्ण गुरु महाराज महाराज आई जनरली व्हेन यू सी समबडी डूइंग समथिंग यू ऑलवेज स्टार्ट जजिंग थिंकिंग यू नो यू ट्राई नॉट टू डू दैट बट यू नो एज अन नेचर यू स्टार्ट डूइंग दैट एंड we don't know like during the day how many vaishnava prada we are doing so how do we control that hmm well yes we we naturally see things in others uh, but we can bring it back to ourselves and we can also see that we also have these things yeah. the same things we see in others we also have uh, therefore we should uh uh whenever we see a fold in others we should think yes well i'm also full of fold and in that way we we become less judgmental and we'll be able to uh, to appreciate better thank you thank you um then there's here um how can we uh, yeah we make changes in our lives try to move in the uh, association of devotees uh, try to create more support for spiritual life but how to really uh, how to strongly hold on to krishna's lotus feet mm. yeah we should not be so much in anxiety uh we will not so easily go down if we just try to to chant and try and be with the devotees and take prasad uh as far as going up and coming to love of love for krishna and going deeper in a relationship with krishna that will take time that is something we have to build up over time that cannot just develops so quickly uh, by determination so uh, we need not worry if we just remain respectful to the devotees and take care of a good sadhana and good association then we will not go down um what if we engage in our devotional service at the temple and aren't been able to meet our god brothers and sisters for kirtan sangha yeah you you can't have everything at the same time you know sometimes we miss some some festival and we have have some service that maybe we cannot do everything but it's uh, that's okay that then we'll get mercy in another way yeah and uh, so sometimes we have to have to miss a few uh, a few things this year we missed kartik in vrindavan and all those devotees who uh, you know who have like oci overseas indian citizenship because they could some or other 
they were not born in India, but their ancestors came from India. And then they can get this OCI. They could go like Madhava, he could go and I could not. Uh, I've been talking about adoption, you know, but I'm a little bit old to be adopted by somebody Indian. Right? Uh, we're looking at different options, but uh, what to do? Uh, I want to go to Vindavan. Yes. So, but I'm missing out what to do. And those who have taken a birth in India or connected to India, oh yeah, they just go, nothing for them. Uh, yeah. Do you sound like a religious fanatic if you tell two devotees who stop chanting that without chanting we can talk about serious spiritual life as there's no other way in this age? Uh, no, that is definitely the point. Now, we can package that message for a devotee so that they can uh, maybe swallow it more easy. Right? Uh, we could say, uh, yeah, what to do? You know, Prabhupada came and he came to give this chanting. If you bring Prabhupada in, maybe it becomes a little bit easier to swallow. If you just say, well, without chanting, you can talk about serious spiritual life. That may not be so easy to swallow. But if we present it a little different, but with the same, the same message as I was trying, you know, Prabhupada came and in his old age and brought us this special gift, da, 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 da. like that. Yes, it might work. I'm seeing Nartika Kupal there with a hand, please. Uh, Hare Krishna Maharaj, glory <laughs> to your service. I, I was in uh, Amsterdam, um, 2019 it was king's day and so i thought i better go to the temple you know i heard there was going to be a big hurry now so i had really had never been to the temple before but i got off the train and i didn't know which way to turn where is the temple from here good gosh you know and i just looked across the street and about a, you know like about a half a block away i saw a, between 300 and 500 devotees <laughs> uh, <I figured laughs> This is the largest Harinam I was ever in in my entire life, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was very ecstatic, you know. <laughs> Even though it was raining and we all had umbrellas and everything, so it was yeah. really beautiful. Usually that day is is blessed with good karma of the, of the Dutch royalty. And mostly it's good weather, somehow or other. But that year it did rain a bit. Yeah. But, I'm so glad you could come and that you could make it. And uh, I extend the invitation to all uh, once this whole world situation is improved, because this year it, it, it is, uh, it's not going to happen. Uh, but every year there is a huge festival in Amsterdam on the birthday of the, of the king. And it's, uh, and, and there's, people it's packed with people and we do lots of harinam all day very nice that you could come and, and you're now in miami 
Uh, I'm in Alachua. I yeah. also help with my help Miami Temple. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Okay, and otherwise you are well. By Krishna's mercy, thank you, Maharaj. That's your blessing. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, let's see what else we have here. Um, da -da 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 -da. Earlier you described sharing devotional service and knowledge. Different people respond differently according to their nature. So at times it seems that to some degree we may have to adopt a person, a persona for people to respond. A few devotees mentioned this point also. Is this necessary or does it somehow work itself out? Uh, whenever we are presenting Krishna, then we are not alone. Krishna is also there. So Krishna will also help us. So that is, is uh, Krishna is on our side. Huh? Um, but yes, we try to be personal and we try to relate to a person. So when we are presenting Krishna consciousness, we don't need to uh, water down the message, but we're trying to connect to where someone is and then give give them next steps in Krishna consciousness, and then maybe show the goal as well. But one should try to connect with people and, and to their, to what, what is relevant for them. That, that will help. Then it will be easier. Um, so yes, we have to uh, make some adjustments. Okay, Ratiyatri in Australia, yes. Uh, okay, some more on, on this topic of anger. What if I drive with the rickshaw which with a great prize and goal, and the driver changes the prize and goal? Would I would I be the offender if I get angry, or would the rickshaw driver be the offender? Um, how, or, would, or the third option is, would you both be offenders? Huh? Um, so even, even with the rickshawala who cheats us, we have to be careful. There's no need to start the, uh, a huge fight over a few rupees. Uh, if sometimes, sometimes we take it too far, uh, that is the point. It doesn't mean that we have to just let him do anything and uh, we can definitely chastise him, but it shouldn't get physical. I mean, I know devotees who, uh, well, one devotee just picked up the rickshaw, threw it uh, upside down. Um, that's maybe taking a little too far. Uh, I had a, had a situation where the rickshawala got so angry when I didn't pay, uh, I just gave him what was agreed, and then he just ripped my shirt. Yeah, so, uh, so I know these situations, but anyway, he ripped my shirt, and of course, I told him a few friendly words then, 
but I didn't punch him. <laughs> so I kept my cool. I think, so again, anger has its place, but uncontrolled anger doesn't. Uh, there's anger in a controlled way uh, has its time and place, but uncontrolled anger is undesirable. Yeah, well, I've done it. Uh, I thank you. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be with you all. And uh, I, uh, I feel that these Zoom meetings are, are, are very valuable. Uh, although I would, uh, would like uh, to meet people in real life. There's something about a computer that it drains me. Uh, but then the people behind the computer, uh, they're very nice and make it worldwide, uh, make it worthwhile. And it's also really nice that you can uh, very quickly zoom across the planet. Right? You know, I mean, we are zooming here to uh, Miami and at the same time, I'm zooming to uh, many countries right now which is, is also very nice. And previously, um, it's like one year uh, during my birthday, someone had an idea of showing, uh, they had one, uh, one, one, uh, one computer program which could show uh, on a map the flights that you had made. And it showed on one map all the flights I had made in that year and how I traveled. And, it, and as we all saw it, it looked totally insane. Absolutely insane. When I saw it myself, I mean, people were saying like, wow, that was a lot of travel. And I said, well, let's be, let's be honest. It was, this, this, it looks totally insane. I said, but the only reason I did this, right? was to please the devotees right? who ask you, you know, you're in one place, I say, oh, please come for our Ratiyatri. Yeah, what does that mean? Fly here and then, the, oh no, but please come for our festival. And then you fly to the other side of the world. And in this way, uh, it is zigzagging sometimes. And just to, uh, to please devotees, um, but that is also, uh, there is a special taste there. And I really miss that, <laughs> to tell you the truth. Although it's good to have a break from all the flying. Uh, I'm happy to be on the ground these days. That is good. Thank you so much, Maharaj. Um, yeah, Shanta yeah. Maharaj, the temple president. Who okay. is that? Shanta Maharaj. Who's the Thank you so much, Maharaj, for your class. Wonderful class. Ah, Santa Maharaj, Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, so everyone can maybe turn on your camera and your microphone to say uh, thank you to Maharaj for this wonderful class. So we want to thank you so much, Maharaj, for taking the time. I want to thank you for. Thank you, Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Maharaj. Thank you. Thank you, Maharaj. 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 Thank you,